Hello there. So I'm back with this week's review and spoiler talk for Only Murders in the Building. It says episode 6 of season 3 already we've got to. So uh, as I've had with the reviews, I'll just give my general non-spoiler thoughts and opinion on the episode and then we'll delve into spoilers. But there'll be plenty of warning before we go into the spoilers. So overall, again, another really strong episode. Really enjoyed it. It gets better and better as it rolls along. At first, it did feel a little bit like it was maybe going to be a fillery, sort of a filler type episode to begin with. It did feel that, but it just gets better and better as it rolls on. The, the choice they made originally, I did one, it is a different type of episode in many ways, and I wasn't sure how it was going to click at first. I was still enjoying it, but I wasn't quite sure how it was going to click. But once it really got into it, and you can actually see the metaphors that they were going with in this, it was really, again, it's the the greatness of the writing of this show. It was great to see Howard getting a lot more to do as well. He said, no, I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, he's not had a ton to do in this season, but he actually had, had his moment to shine. But one of the best supporting characters. I know he's the, the actor's doing like the interview for there's like a, a another show thing that they do for it. I know he's had that to do, which is great. But, you know, I, but, you know, he's not had a, the character himself in this, this season. He hasn't had a ton to do, but he had the most to do so far. So really great supporting character. Uh, so that was good to see. Uh, again, some really good moments. And again, really, by the time it comes to the end, I, I did think at first this did feel a little bit filler to begin with. But then actually, as you see, as it goes along, and this is actually now got done watching it about a couple of hours ago. It's an episode that now the more I think about it, the better it actually seems. Maybe not one of the top tier absolute best ones, but it's a real grower. I think this is a real grower in that sense. And it sets things going even sets things up even more going forward, which is kind of the opposite of uh, opposite of filler. So, you know, turn the tables in that sense. So that's just my non-spoiler thoughts. Again, very strong episode, very enjoyable, very entertaining. So we'll go more into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen it, please be warned. This is where we go into spoilers. So I mentioned to get with, you know, I wasn't, wasn't quite sure. I, I did have that different feel to and you know it's i wasn't quite sure how to take the first part of, of, of this because you know you've got howard comes in and he's talking about how um there's a, a ritual in the theater about uh, an actor that died on stage gideon uh somebody gideon i can't remember he's the exact name had sandbag drop dropped on him and you know because Howard didn't do the ritual, wasn't able to do the ritual uh, beforehand, the ritual that they did when they sweep the stage, I think it was, and uh, he blames himself for it there. He blames that for the fact that Ben died that night. So he's then essentially persuades the trio to come in. Well, not quite a trio, because all fucking Tobert's hanging around, so that dodgy bastard. But, you know, and of course, that leads to some conflict as well with everyone else. But um, they get to the, the stage, and then you've got the, the sandbags nearly dropped on Charles twice as well. Charles is all uh, completely acting out as well, because he's saying he's all OK after the, the engagement to Joy was broken up, but you know, he's acting all weird. One of the fish has been sta has stayed, and he then starts taking the fish with him. It's named after one of the presidents. I think it was the 25th president, but I can't actually remember the name of it there. But there you go. He's acting all weird with his fish, so obviously Joy's weird fishiness rubbed off on him. I don't know why <laughs> that's quite the, quite the correct term I've just used. That sounded quite dodgy in itself, but whatever. Well, I couldn't think of anything better to say in that sense. 
Uh, but you know, there's a little bit of conflict when uh, Charles is like, ah, no, you can't bring Tobert along, blah, blah, blah. So Mabel's like, okay, he won't come, it'll just be us. But then eventually Tobert does come along off his own back later on. But you've got, uh, again, they all get split up into their own little thing. Uh, you've got uh, Oliver ends up getting grabbed by somebody. Turns out it's his, this is a director friend who's been living in the theatre. Turns out the whole ghost thing. It, they weren't actually going down the supernatural route. It just He was just a... He heard about the urban legend and started acting like that. Started doing things. So, there you go. This actually led to some really great, really good scenes as well with him. With that, and he talks about how, you know, he's found out... Uh, he witnesses stuff, witness stuff, the night before the night that Ben died. Obviously, he witnessed the fight. <laughs> it's the moment when he talks about. He said he's pretty sure he heard Loretta calling Ben a cocksucker or something like that, and he's like, "Well, that's not what the way Loretta talks." He was like, "Yeah, I can only hear every certain word, but it could have been that, or it could have been fucking pig." And of course, you've got which it, I think we know it was fucking pig, but you know, there you have it, and. It, so that that's getting that, that's bringing that all along here. Charles ends up getting locked in a utility room. I think it was our a prop room, and he puts the puts the fish in the the compartment, the the top compartment. I can't remember what's called of the toilet. So thinking, yeah, that's fine. After he goes for a pish, then flushes it. Yeah, he, he thinks he's killed the fish, but it's okay. He sets off some other props, and he thinks he's dying, but. Charles just says, I'm really completely losing it in this episode. He really hasn't took that break up ter- terribly well, has to be said. The other thing, though, is uh, when the, other, the director mentioned that, he actually says, when he says to the albino-looking guy, punched Ben, that's how uh, Char- uh, sorry, Oliver finds out that Charles punched Ben that night, which is going to lead to a bit of a c- conflict later on, of course. The other thing as well, um, Howard, Howard's had this... Um, long ambition to be a lead actor and things like that and another kind of dodgy subject comes in now now the utility woman that kt i think her name is and she said that now howard said the the her um her, her room was locked the night of the the ben's murder which then, which now does make someone suspicious of her. She's been kind. She now kind of can sneak in uh, now as a kind of a, an underdog dark horse who's now sneaked into the, the thing. Of course, she helps out Howard doing his. Uh, he go and do the monologue, gives him a chance to do his actor voice and everything like that. It's almost like exercising the ghost of his past because his mother told him he couldn't do it. And there, there you go. See, the ghost. There wasn't an actual physical ghost in this episode, but it was ghosts of everyone's past. Creeping up on them, see what I did about, see what they did about the metaphors there. So she could be dodgy, but speaking of dodgy, Tobert, I'm still sticking with him as number one suspect. No, because they're trying. They have nobody's directly really said anything like that comes across as suspicious with him. And of course, Mabel takes them off the board later off, later on in the episode. Uh, so, and, and of course, you, you, you're, you're left with just him and her. Yeah, I think that's gonna come back to bite her later on. I, I still think he, he might not be the actual one who did it, but he's involved in some way, or he knows something else, you know. Because uh, well, he was suspicious of Jonathan as well, of course, last week. Yeah, uh, his partner, but it turns out Jonathan doesn't want to be 
the uh, he's been on medication for anxiety he doesn't want the pressure of being a leading man but of course he doesn't want to tell Howard that as well because that was Howard's dream so this is all quite good this is all interconnecting really well really good character motivations really good writing here the writing on this show is just top notch you know and we get to the towards the end you know uh, Oliver's been looking at the way Loretta writes in her diary as well, the, the the way the F and the P on the way she writes F and P, and they look exactly the same with fucking pig as well. But you know, he's trying to rub it off. Then uh, Mabel and Charles catch him, and they're like, "Hey, wait, wait a minute, that's fucking evidence." And then it leads to a big blowout between all of them. There's just a big, huge argument uh, between them all. First time they've ever really properly argued, I think, as well. And, you know, I actually think we're now we're like well into season three, the first time they've ever had a proper bust-up and argument like that. And it actually does affect you because we love these characters. And to see them bust falling out like that, it actually is quite affecting. And, but here's the thing. It was built up over the the entirety of the season three because you know you've had mabel right from the get-go right from the start of season three mabel's been getting quite frustrated because she's been the only one really wanting to do the investigation on this as well because uh, but charles and oliver have been doing their other other things especially with the show and things and you know uh, so it's actually been building up and of course you have oliver and charles jamming at each other like Oliver saying oh you're washed up you're I gave you a chance to save your career and everything so it's all bubbled to the surface it's not it's been organic it's not just like ah we need something dramatic to happen ah we'll just have them fall out and have an argument or whatever the way lazier written shows would do it has been building over the few last few weeks so and it actually had all the more impact when it actually did happen, which is why I think this episode actually was built up extremely well. I was a bit un- not unsure about it, but I was kind of like, yeah, this is okay to begin with. But then it just got better and better and better as it rolled along, and then we come to this crescendo as well. So, of course, then you've got uh, uh, Mabel's talking about how she's the only one that's been cared about the investigation, and then. Oliver says something like, well, you've never had a real job anyway, or something. I was just like, oh, bitchy theatre guy coming out with that. So, you know, uh, and then Mabel, and then, because then, then Oliver confronts Charles about punching Ben, which didn't know. And of course, Mabel's upset about that because she was a big fan of Ben. Uh, of course, his show helped her through a terrible time after her father passed away and things like that. So, you know, it's all just came to a head here it's all just been really well written and really well built up to come to this moment and of course then mabel turns around and says well i should have listened to asinda canning as well remember a few weeks ago she gave her the offer to dump those two and then join up with her so uh you know everyone's secrets start coming out it's almost like ghosts of the past and ghosts of the future and things like that it's the whole ghost stuff was a metaphor there, motherfucks. And a very, very important, very well done one as well in this episode. So, yep, yeah, excellent stuff. You know, still a top-notch show. Really big thumbs up again. So I'm still sticking with Tober. And like, they're obviously now pointing at so much at Loretta as the top suspect. It's definitely not her. There's no, there's no way... Uh, they actually tried to paint her as one of them from the first, very first episode. She was the one that they were really pointing at. And of course, she was in, in the very first scene of the very first episode of episode three. Sorry, of season three. So it's obviously been really, they're trying to make it so that it's her. But 
No, yeah, I'm still sticking with Tobert, but I do think there could be some wild cards here, like the the Janet, the the caretaker woman, Katie, could be her. She's now came onto the the scene now with us, and Ben's brother could still be an interesting one because <laughs> he's not he's not been there much, so it's almost as if maybe they're trying to make you forget about him. This whole thing with Tobert could be a massive red herring as well. This could be so people like me think that it's him. Are not getting really suspicious of him. There's something dodgy going on, but it could be completely unrelated to the murder, though. It's something will get revealed in the next few weeks. We shall see, though. The other thing I should point out is Tobert films everything. I've got to mention this last week, you know, when it was revealed about the fight between Lorette and Ben. Tobert films everything, right? He was there to film everything. So there's every chance that he's seen that fight. And there's every chance that he knows Loretta called Ben a fucking pig. So maybe that's why he knows that. So he wrote that on the on the mirror to try and to and then to try and make it look like it was Loretta to try and frame her. Who knows? We shall see. But anyway, that's just my thoughts. I really do enjoy talking about this show. It's a great show. I absolutely love it. So it's a real pleasure. So Thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen. Uh, speaking about shows as well, at some point this week, Ahsoka will come on uh, tomorrow. It'll be so I'll probably watch it tomorrow and do a review at some point in the week. So there you go. Thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye. <laughs>